Well, today marks the last in our stewardship series, There's a Place for You, which has followed our earlier fall series, Catching the Call. Discerning God's call in these times takes time. It takes time to discern God's call, and it came into sharper focus as we looked at our lives in the context of stewardship. We have explored there's a place for you in mission. There's a place for you in community. There's a place for you in giving. And today we will look at there's a place for you in gathering. Today is our in-gathering or Harvest Sunday. And you're going to get a little explanation about that in a few minutes. But we have encouraged you to bring your pledge cards today. And we'll be bringing those forward and dedicating those to God as part of our worship this morning. Some people think that stewardship is just about getting money. A contraire. It is much more than that. Stewardship is symbolic of all life, and so there's a place for you in gathering, in gathering together. For we arrive out of our many singular homes, condos, and apartments, driving the many streets, and we come to be assured that our brothers and sisters surround us to restore their images on our eyes. We enlarge our voices in common speaking and singing. We try again for that solitude found in the midst of those who with us seek their hidden reckonings. Our eyes reclaim the remembered faces. Their voices stir the surrounding air. The warmth of their hands assures us and the gladness of our spoken names. This is the reason of cities, of homes, of assemblies, in the houses of worship and fellowship. It is good once again to be Together. So wrote author Kenneth Patton. There's a place for you in gathering. In gathering. Now, there are many different ways of gathering. We gather for worship on Sunday mornings. We gather for support in small groups and in fellowship groups. We gather for study. We gather for social occasions, for meals. We gather our resources. That's what we're doing today. We gather for service and for outreach. An organization consists not merely of the people in it, but of something more abstract, the interaction of these people with each other. And that was author Harlan Cleveland. Interaction, to be engaged in a dynamic relationship with those around us. It calls forth something of who we are if we're honest, and if we're fully authentic and engaged. We are in relationship. That's what the Bible is full of. Some people think it's just a book that tells us what God wants from us. Well, I guess maybe that's true if what that means is God wants relationship with us. It's all about relatedness. And how we are to relate with God and therefore we express our relationship with God and how we relate and treat one another. It's all wrapped up together. We are each other's business. We are each other's harvest, if you will. In his book, The Case for Open Christianity, Dr. Don Miller has this to say about community. 
Identity is not crafted in solitude. Though solitude may be an essential occasion for self-examination, it is the community of work and play, of committee meetings and picnics and mission that identity is forged. We are social beings. We know ourselves in part as we see ourselves reflected in the responses that others make to us. We become who we are as we make mistakes, offend others, nurture and care and love for those around us. It is in community that private matters become public, that partially articulated fantasies are elaborated, that fears find acceptance, that failures are forgiven and new hope is realized. Community is communion. And therein lies the very essence of the religious life. Two weeks ago, I mentioned that the word community comes from the Latin com and unity. Com meaning with and unity meaning to come together. So in community, we come together with one another. I often say that we are a Christ-centered church. I tell every new member class that. We are a Christ-centered church, and we are. Christ is at the center of our life here at the neighborhood church. That may mean different things to different people, but we affirm that Christ is at the center. And the nearer we come to Christ, the nearer we come to one another. Now, if you've been looking at our bulletin cover these past few weeks, You'll notice the design has a community of faith with its differences gathered together around the cross and our identity as the neighborhood church. I think that is a wonderful symbol of so much of our Christian faith, that we are connected, that we are tied together to one another, and that we do so in our local identity here at the neighborhood church, but that the cross and Christ are central. So let's gather around Christ again as we remember the parable that Jim read for us out of the Gospel of Matthew. Now, I love the, the, the text he used because that translation talked about it in actual dollars, things that we could understand. And The original text talks about talents, which was a form of money. It was a lot of money back then. And the translations that we have now are always a few years out of date. So it's it's more now than $5,000. It was a lot of money back then. That's the point. It was a big amount of money. And you know the story. Each one was given a different amount, and they did something different with it. The first two went out, and they worked it. And they used it, and they multiplied it. But the last one did what I call sit-on-it theology. He just sat on the gift that was given to him and protected it and made sure that nothing happened to it. But he didn't risk anything. He He didn't get out there with it. He didn't do anything with it. And... Traditionally, this passage is often talked about in terms of our own talents and how we use them and or not use them. But it hit me that maybe these words could also be used for a church. To one church is given this set of talents 
these resources to use, and to another church, these. Hence, all churches are not the same. They're not all, church, they're not all called to the exact same ministry. And so we're struggling in discerning our call, not only as individuals, but as the neighborhood church. What are we to be? How are we to use the gifts entrusted to us? So it has something to do with money, yes. But it has to do with more than money as well. It's, it's, it's talents. It's, it's our roles. It's how we as a church can be gathered together for effective ministry. And it is also our tangible financial gifts. They're not mutually exclusive. They're all mingled together. And how we use those, how we grow together, is what we are called to do and be by God. And when God works in our lives, one plus one can equal three. And I was a math major once upon a time. Five plus five can be 15. And 200 and 200 can be 600 and so on. The combining of our gifts All our gifts, including our financial gifts, can allow us to do and be more. And when we do, we are a church not just concerned with our own life, but with God's redemptive activity in the world. If you've ever seen a tapestry, if the first you saw of a beautiful tapestry was the backside, you would think it not so pretty. There are loose threads. They don't connect always. They don't seem to fit together. But each thread, each part becomes something of the whole. And it's only in God's larger perspective that when we see it from the other side, that it is something amazing and beautiful. There's a design and a pattern. That's a symbol of hope. That's something of our interconnectedness. None of us lives our lives isolated. We have to put our peace into the larger plan. It allows us through our interaction in community, in gathering together, to participate in wholeness and God's shalom. Now, Paul, in our other passage from 1 Corinthians, talks about the body. And how each part of the body is needed if the body is to be whole. It's it's a brilliant understanding of how the church is to function and be together. Not everybody has a beautiful voice or you'd all be up here. And not everybody can be a church school teacher. We have those parents and others who are over-volunteering in the church school. We have different gifts. We have different roles. And we affirm those. And one is not better than the other. The church school teacher is no better or less than an usher, a greeter, or any other role that we play in the church. And certainly not the clergy or people who care for and paint the building and take care of of all that. Every piece and role within the body is important. So whether you think of yourself as a hand or a foot, 
or an eye or an ear. We all have a role to play. Some of us can offer our hands to serve food to those who are hungry. Some of us can use our feet to go and visit those who are lonely or in great physical need. Our eyes can see the need. Our intellects can research the need. Our ears can hear the need. And our hearts can have compassion. When one suffers, we share in that together. We share in that together. When we gather together and act together, we become Christ's body. It was Dietrich Bonhoeffer, that wonderful German Lutheran pastor who resisted the Nazis in Germany and was, he was incarcerated. And he was killed just days before the camp he was in was liberated. He resisted in his call to Christ. But he said this, even in the midst of that prison camp, he said, Jesus Christ exists as community. Jesus Christ exists as community. And so when we are gathered together in community, living out our roles as individuals, but within a greater whole, that's when Jesus Christ comes alive today. It's through us and through others who are committed to being part of his body. You see, we need each other. Someone once described the church as being either like a bag of marbles or a bag of grapes. Now think about it. If you had a bag of marbles, those marbles would shake, rattle, and roll and collide and hit each other and bang against each other. But at the end of the day, each one is still its own marble. But as grapes mature, you start moving that bag around and pretty soon they start to bleed. And they mingle together for something that becomes beautiful. We have been engaged this fall in a series entitled Catching the Call as we have tried to understand and discern God's call in our lives. And we have been involved in this stewardship series, There's a Place for You. I am thrilled and inspired by this congregation and what we are doing together. In Gathering Sunday is an outward expression of celebrating synergy. Celebrating synergy. Because Christian community at its best is when the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. One plus one plus one plus one equals a whole bunch more than just the sum of those parts. Friends in Christ, we are becoming just that. We are still in this process of becoming. And that is very exciting indeed. For there's a place for you in gathering. In gathering. Amen.